to the Very Well Mind podcast. We've interviewed over 100 authors, experts, entrepreneurs, athletes, musicians, and others to help you learn strategies to care for your mental health. This episode is hosted by psychotherapist and best-selling author Amy Morin. Now let's get into the episode. You're listening to The Friday Fix. Every Friday, I share a quick mental strength strategy that can help fix the thoughts, feelings, and actions that can hold you back in life. Today, I'm talking about how to say no. And I'm going to give you 10 ways that you can do it and stick to it with actual responses that you can borrow. But before we dive in and talk about how to say no, let's take a second to acknowledge why it's so hard to do. One big reason is that we're people pleasers. We want to make other people happy at the expense of our own duties sometimes. So we might say yes to avoid disappointing someone or just because we want to be liked. Another reason is FOMO. We worry that if we say no to something, we're going to miss out on an amazing opportunity. Like what if you said no to an invitation to do something fun with your friends and they end up having the time of their lives? Or what if you say no to a business opportunity and you never get another chance to do something like that ever again? Finally, our self-worth sometimes depends on feedback from other people. Even if we don't have time to fit in that extra project the boss wants us to do, we say yes because we want them to call out how amazing we are for getting it done. But saying yes to too many things comes at a huge price. It might damage your relationship, either because you grow resentful of how much you're doing for someone or because you can't honor all those commitments that you made and other people get upset with you. Saying yes to too many things also means that you spread yourself so thin that you'll struggle to do anything well. It hurts your mental health too when you do too much. If you're running around feeling stressed out all the time because of all the things that you said yes to, then you won't have time to take care of yourself and do the things that you actually want to do. When we say yes to too many things, we have to make up the time somewhere. So you might not get as much sleep. You might skip the gym. Or you might give up time with your loved ones because you committed to doing things that might not even matter to you that much. And if we're truthful, all of us have trouble saying no sometimes. And it's hard also to know when you should say yes. If your friend invites you to do something, and in all honesty, you'd rather have a root canal than do whatever it is that they want to do, what do you say if you don't want to hurt their feelings? It's even tougher when somebody offers to do something nice for you, but you don't want their help. Like, how do you say no to a coworker who insists on brainstorming a project with you when you don't actually want their input? Or how do you say no when your in-laws insist on helping you pack for an upcoming move if you don't want them to help you pack? Here are 10 ways that you can say no. Number one, say no without an explanation. Sometimes the simplest thing you can do is just decline without giving a reason. Just say something like, that won't work for me, or I'll have to pass then move on without offering an explanation. Number two, respond by acknowledging a constraint of some sort. So make it clear that you have some sort of limitation, but you can keep it vague. Say, that just doesn't fit my schedule right now. Or, I don't have the energy to invest in something like that right now. I know when I get a lot of professional requests to do things that I don't really want to do, sometimes I'll just say, I have tight deadlines right now, so I won't be able to. And that's not a lie. As an author, there are always tight deadlines. 
and nobody ever asks exactly what those deadlines are. Number three, insert a qualifier. If you want to ensure that you sound polite, insert a little phrase that shows that you're happy that they asked. Say something like, I appreciate the offer, but I just can't make that happen right now. Or, I'm honored that you thought of me, but unfortunately that won't work. Number four, offer a specific reason. While you don't want to get into a really long-winded excuse, you might find it's helpful to give a specific reason, like, I don't have anyone to watch the kids, or I have to work late that day. Just know that the other person might try to solve your problem by offering to get together on another night or by saying that your kids can come to their house. So if you're giving a specific reason, make sure it's accurate. Number five, say it's something you don't want to do. So rather than blame a lack of time, make it clear that it's a lack of interest. If someone invites you to do something like partner with them on a business or your friend invites you to go camping and camping just isn't your thing, Don't give them any false hope by saying that you don't have time. Instead, say something like, that's not a good fit for me. Or just say, that's not really my thing. Number six, say that you need time for yourself. You don't have to make up having other plans if you don't actually have them. Instead, just say something like, I've had a busy week. I'm going to take the weekend to stay home and recharge. Or I've had a lot going on lately and I'm just too tired right now, so I'm going to pass. Saying that you need time for yourself or that you're opting for self-care isn't selfish. Instead, it shows the other person that you respect yourself and it can raise the amount of respect they have for you too. Number seven, say you're going to need more time. I don't recommend delaying it unless you really do need a minute to think about it. If you know your answer is no, use one of the other ideas that you don't leave someone in a state of uncertainty if you have no intention of ever saying yes. But asking for more time works well if you are somebody who always says yes to everything by default. Just try saying something like, I'll check my schedule and get back to you. Or I'll check with my partner and let you know later today. Don't invest a lot of time thinking about it or wavering back and forth on your decision. Check to see if it's feasible, get back to them, and move on. Number eight, offer an alternative. If you really want to help somebody but you just can't do it, Offer an alternative option, like someone else who can help or another day that you could attend something. Say something like, this isn't something I'm interested in right now, but I could introduce you to somebody who might be. Or, I'm not a fan of big crowds, so I'll pass, but I'm happy to spend time with you when you're doing something more low-key. Number nine, explain that you feel conflicted. If it sounds like something you want to do, but you just don't have time or you aren't absolutely sure that you can do it, Explain how you're feeling. Just be prepared that they might try to pressure you into changing your mind. Saying, I'd like to do that, I just can't do it right now, might be helpful if you want to make sure that you get invited to do it in the future. So say something like, it sounds interesting, I just can't overcommit myself right now. Or I would love to go, but this week just doesn't work for me. And number 10, ignore it. Okay, so it's not kind to ignore your friends or your family or your colleagues. So I don't recommend just ignoring them. If they ask you to do something, give them an answer. But you might have an inbox full of messages from people that you hardly know or people you've never met asking to pick your brain, to do something for free for them, volunteer at an event, or that they want you to attend some sort of session. You don't have to answer all of those messages. Ignore them and move on, and you'll save a lot of time and headaches with all the back and forth. If you're somebody that's usually used to answering all those messages, though, it will feel weird at first ignoring them. 
but remind yourself that you're not obligated to reply to every email, text message, or social media request that comes your way. So those are some ideas that can help you say no. Be prepared, though, because other people don't always like to hear no for an answer. That's where sticking to your no becomes important. If someone tries to get you to change your mind or they try to guilt you into doing something, call them out on what they're doing. Affirm that your answer is still no and end the conversation if you need to. So you might say, all right, I see that you're trying to guilt me into going, but my answer is still no. I don't want to talk about this anymore. If they bring it up again, give them another reminder that you're not talking about it. And this is where you can end the conversation if the other person tries to keep it going. And if you're somebody that has trouble saying no, pick a few of the responses that we talked about and keep them handy. Use them as needed, and you'll likely find that over time, saying no does get easier. And when you say no to things that you don't want to do, you have more time and energy to focus on the things that are more important to you. Like with most things, saying no gets easier with practice. And while you might feel anxious at first, over time, it gets more comfortable. Thank you for listening to the Very Well Mind podcast. If you found this episode informative, please share the episode with your friends and family and leave a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. To learn more about the Very Well Mind podcast, you can head to verywellmind.com slash podcasts.